This fabulous foodie runs a food and travel blog called Nicole the Nomad, where she shares her favorite smoothie bowls and her latest snack obsessions. My personal favorite being, of course, the Disney princess themed bowls. With her audience of over 2.5 million on TikTok and YouTube, Nicole is super active and always on the go, inspiring her followers to hashtag do stuff and live out an epic story of their own. Follow along with the fun and you can find her at Disneyland or on an epic road trip documenting every moment of fun. She loves ice cream and is currently on the hunt for the world's best bowl of mac and cheese. Hey friends, I'm so excited for today's conversation. We have the lovely Nicole with us. There are so many fun things that we're going to dive in and talk about today, but thank you so much, Nicole, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Of course. So I have been following your journey online for about a year now, and I just thought it was so fun and interesting. It's super unique. Like it's just such a beautiful picture of what God can do through us as individuals and a reminder that we don't have to put ourselves in a box and just what he does with each of our lives is so unique. So I would love to just kind of explore some of your story, go through some of the themes and things that God's been doing, but let's start at the beginning um, with social media, because that's kind of where things started. Um, because over the years, it kind of looks like your platform has exploded on TikTok and YouTube, but what about before all of that? Like, what did the early days look like for you? Is this something that you set out with a purpose of like, oh, I want to build this online platform or was it just something that kind of happened over time? A little bit of both. So I've actually started with YouTube. I started a YouTube channel when I was 13, when the platform first came out. I didn't know what it was, but I just did it for fun. I thought it was yeah. a space just to post, you know, funny music videos that you make with your friends. So I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing at the time. Right. I was editing with Windows Movie Maker and I was teaching myself how to do these things. I loved spending, honestly, hours on the computer learning how to edit using Photoshop, using Windows Movie Maker, iMovie. I loved all of it. I wanted to just create all the time, yeah. um, even though I didn't know what I was doing. And my journey with social media actually started before I thought I would go into the blogging YouTube world. I was competing in the Miss America organization at the time. And I was Miss Washington in 2017. And so okay. my following, I guess, started growing then because I was yeah. on Miss America and I had um, a very public life that year in the state of Washington, which was so much fun. I had my blog already when I was Miss Washington because I started that in college, but I didn't really know what I was doing with it. There was nobody that really read it and I didn't really have a following for that. It was more mm -hmm. pageant stuff. And so- yeah. When I moved to LA after that year, I decided that I really wanted to get serious about YouTube. I was on Instagram and all the other platforms, but video is really what I was passionate about. I yeah. went to film school and learned all about storytelling and creating movies and TV. And I, if I could pick, it was YouTube that I wanted to um, right. do time. And so it was always one of those things that in the back of my head, I was like, ah, I just don't think that this will ever be for me. You know, I'm really, I was really good at believing things like that for other people. But when it came from me, it's like, I, just yeah. don't know if I can do that. Right. And so I was very discouraged for several years and I was about ready to give up truly right at the beginning of 2020. I had a really hard year in 2019 and started to kind of look at my life realistically and decide like, I need to start making some responsible adult decisions. I need to get a job. I need to focus on one thing. I need to kind of give up 
not in a negative sense, but I need to let go of this pipe dream of being a YouTuber and trying to mm. make travel blogging full time. <laughs> it wasn't working. And that's the hard thing about social media is that it's very unpredictable and you can't yeah. plan to go viral. It just right. happens. And the reality was it wasn't happening for me. And I knew that, and it was okay. I loved creating content and I knew I could do that on the side for fun, but I needed to find some kind of stable income. Yeah. Anyways, um, about two weeks before the pandemic, I felt the Holy spirit nudging me to lean into food. The word I kept hearing was food, food. You need to lean into food content. And I was like, where is this coming from? I don't (laughs) want to do that. God, like I like to travel. I want to be the girl that's on the top of the mountain with the flowy dress. That's super unrealistic. I had this whole thing painted out in my head of what that looked like and how I was going to make it work and just kind of ignored this this nudge because it didn't make sense yeah, and I didn't want to do it. And so when everything locked down, I had a photography business at the time, every wedding that I had booked, every engagement Mm -hmm. shoot I had on my calendar got canceled Yeah, and I freaked out. And I said, God, what are, what do we do now? I don't have any money. I don't have any income. I'm living in Los Angeles. I am by myself and I have no idea what to do. I might have to move home. And I remembered the Holy spirit saying, food. And I said, okay, I'll try it for a week. I'll give it a chance. And I started making food videos and recipe tutorials on my YouTube channel and TikTok. And within a couple of weeks, they were getting millions of views. And I mean, it quite literally went viral overnight. And my account went from essentially zero to a million in five months and then one to two million in six months. So when you look at it like that, (laughs) but But to, to, to see the full story, I mean, I had been creating content for close to 10 years. And so I always yeah. thought mm-hmm. there's so much more to the story, right. so much more work that goes into it. And it was years and years and years of consistency and learning and sharpening my skills and trying new things and failing and experimenting and putting myself out there yeah. to the point where I was burned out and discouraged. And I almost gave up before it ever happened. So yeah. when it happened, it happened quickly, but I'm so thankful for the years that came before it, that gave me that solid foundation to give me the strength to now be able to support and hold what I have now, because it's a lot bigger than I ever thought it would be truly yeah. where I'm at now, my platforms, and even the numbers, I try not to look at them very much because it's overwhelming. I right. cannot yeah. believe I get to do this full time. I'm very thankful, but it, it's just wild when I think about yeah. it and look back at how it all started. Right. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. Even just in what you just shared, there's so much of your story that I didn't know because I was one of those people that randomly, um, you know, found the smoothie bowls. And so it's just kind of funny how, um, I don't know, just that's why I was like, okay, this is gonna be a fun conversation because I only have like bits and pieces of things. And I think that's very similar to how we see each other's lives through social media. It's like, we only see parts of people's stories. And so it's so much fun to just be able to sit down and have conversations and find out what God's been doing behind the scenes. Cause all we see is what's posted online. And so this is super fun. Um, let's see, like I said, so many different places we could go, but, um, let's see. Okay. So I guess kind of on that topic of like talking about, looking at other people's lives and kind of comparing and look, I mean, it's so easy to look at what you're doing and say, oh my goodness, she's traveling. She's doing vlogs with her friends. She's having so much fun. And in a lot of ways, it can just appear that, you know, you have it all together and whatnot. But I feel like once people spend more time getting to know you, they will definitely discover that your journey has just as many ups and downs as the rest of us. So what would you say to 
friends or followers or people who are just discovering you who might be tempted to look at your life, at your social pages, and be tempted to compare where they are at right now with where you're at. Yeah, well, it's really hard to compare your beginning to someone else's middle. We're all in different seasons and stages of life. And my season looks very different from even just where I was a year ago. And I can, Mm -hmm. I can fall into comparison with comparing myself to my past self or comparing Mm -hmm. myself to where I think I should be, which I think can be just as harmful, but social media truly is a highlight reel. I think even with, I've, I've seen this move of, you know, it becoming a little bit more realistic and people taking the filters off and showing more reality, which I love. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you get to pick what you post. And so right. a lot of people aren't posting the full story. And just like you mentioned, you didn't know a bunch of different pieces about my story. When my following grew, it, it grew because of smoothie bowls. It grew because of TikTok and food. And so I would venture to say 70 to 80% of my audience doesn't even know that I was Miss Washington. They don't know these parts of my story that I don't share about because they're not on my Instagram. Right. I, mm-hmm. You have to scroll really far back to even find those things. And I don't really talk about it a whole lot because I'm in a different season of life, but yeah. it's part of my testimony. It's a huge part of my story, but nobody knows. And that's okay. I don't think everything needs to be, you know, posted about, yeah. but it's just important to remember that there is always more and we're all human. So I'm not exempt from the everyday struggles, temptations, and trials that everybody else goes through. I have my own set of things that I'm going through on a daily basis that I might not ever talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one thing too, with, you know, looking at people's lives on social media, if people look at where I am, where I'm traveling and these fun things that I'm posting, it's so fun, but it's work. So my trips look a lot different. My trips look a lot different than just going on vacation with your family where you get to unplug because a lot of times Mm -hmm. I don't get to unplug. I'm on my phone. I'm recording. I'm filming. Now I've been intentional to create a balance of that. So I'm not constantly working and on my phone and missing out on experiences, I think it's super important to be present in the moment and not let that overpower living your life. Because I've always said, I want my life to be more exciting and meaningful offline than I am online. Like I want my life online to be meaningful, but I want my life offline to be even more meaningful. And so that takes intentionality to say, Hey, uh, I'm not going to be on my phone right now. Like I'm going to get my content really quick. I'm going to get my picture. I'm going to get the video. And then I'm putting my phone away and I'll post it later. I'm not going to post it in real time. I'm not going to take up my friends or my family's time so I can sit here and update my Instagram stories. (laughs) I'm going to be present with the people that are around me. And Hey, if it's going to cause too much extra time or hassle or stress to get the right pick, I don't need the pick. I'd rather sit here and enjoy my time with my friends and say, Oh, I I didn't like my hair in that. Can you please just take one more or get that angle just wasn't good. Or the lighting wasn't quite right. Can we just take one more? Like nobody wants to be that girl. And I don't want to be that girl. Right. I, I take the moment experience what I'm experiencing there. And then I move on. Sometimes the content doesn't happen, but that's okay. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. And I think that's really you know, that's so relatable because whether you have 10 followers or a million, like it doesn't matter. Like it's just, it's such a mental thing that I think our culture has really gotten attacked with in just, you know, that comparison thing in, um, you know, having amount of like the right numbers or the right lighting, just all of these different things. And so I love that. It's just a good reminder to those of us who maybe have a smaller following to remember, hey, these are even things that people with larger followings have to be even more intentional about. And um, Mm -hmm. I don't remember who said it, but someone said that, 
you know, just because they're the, the blessings increase, so do the challenges. And so do like the tax that goes along with it. Just like when your income gets higher, you have to pay more in taxes. It's kind of the same with other things. It's like the struggles don't stop just when you reach a certain amount of followers or a certain dream coming true in your life. So I think that's really good. Yeah. So I would love to know, because it seems like you have a lot of different interests and a lot of things that your hand is involved in. Um, One of my favorite things on this podcast is talking to people who are multi-passionate, who are very creative. How did you decide what to do, like what to focus on? I know you mentioned kind of being in that mental state of like, I have to figure this out. Like I can't be doing 20 things all at the same time. Um, If you have anything you want to speak into that, or even just encouragement for other creative entrepreneurs who might struggle with that a little bit. Totally. Oh gosh, there's so much I could say about this because I'm so passionate about it. First of all, I don't think it's bad. In fact, I encourage people to try everything, try anything. If something sounds fun, go for it. Who cares if you decide a couple of weeks into it that you don't like it, or you want to try something else. Great. But at least you can say you tried my tagline that I use on pretty much every post is hashtag do stuff because I'm like, just go do something. It doesn't have to be the thing. You don't have to commit to it for the next 40 years of your life. You don't have to be perfect at it the first time, (laughs) but just do something because I guarantee you, you'll figure out what it is and where you're meant to be going quicker. If you try more things than if you just sit at home and don't do anything and wait around for it to come sit in your lap. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. And my life got way more exciting when I finally got up and did something about it. And so first of all, I would say, I think I'm, I'm thankful for the season of my life where I, I was doing photography and acting and I was in film school and I was doing pageants and I was dancing and I thought I might want to do graphic design for a little bit. Like I was all over the place. I was also a pastry chef for a hot second. <laughs> and I, sometimes I would look at my life and be like, gosh, none of this seems to really make any sense. Am I doing the right thing with my life? Like it's kind of crazy, <laughs> but I think my encouragement would just be to trust the process and trust in the Lord that he is going to protect you. If you are seeking the kingdom first and you are every day, you're in the word, you're asking the Lord for his will to be done in your life. He will not lead you astray. It is not God's character to trick you or confuse you or dangle things in front of you just to say, just kidding. You look dumb. <laughs> like he doesn't do that. Yeah. And so you have to trust that the Lord, um, as he guides you through is going to slowly take things out and leave the things that are what what are meant to be. And so um, the second part of that is to listen, ask the Holy Spirit and listen to what he says, because there was a season where I had a whole list of things I was doing and I wanted these things to work out for me because that was the vision I had for my life of what I thought it should look like for me to be successful. And really the Holy Spirit was over here telling me to lean into food and he had this whole life for me that was waiting. It was on hold and on pause because I kept saying no. Yeah. And once I finally said, okay, God, I'll give it a chance. And I leaned into food. I'm doing it full time. Now I'm, I working with companies I've dreamed of working with. I'm able to travel. I can work from home. I have the flexibility to, um, essentially, you know, create these stories and things that are on my heart, which is where he was calling me to be. And, all of these other things, they weren't bad. They were good. They just weren't where God was calling me. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because when I was young, I was in high school. I heard clearly from the Lord that part of my purpose was to feed people around the world. Mm-hmm. And so all of those things have to do with food and feeding people on a global level. And I look at the things in my life that have happened over the last 10 years, um, opportunities and experiences that have fallen into my lap that I haven't 
been striving for. Yeah. They have all been because the Lord has opened the door. He has made them happen and they are all true to what he said. And so I'm just trying to be diligent now to listen and obey yeah. because I can trust his track record. I can trust his faithfulness. You can look back um, and every single time you say yes and obey, like he follows through, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you or abandon you. And it's scary. It's so hard, especially when you can only see directly what's in front of you. I mean, I had no idea what that looked like and I still don't know what it looks like. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Things I know that are going to happen in my life that are probably terrifying. And I'm thankful that the Lord hasn't told me them yet. Because <laughs> right. Um, but I'm rambling now. All that to say, I just really encourage people to trust God, that he is who he says he is. Ask the Holy Spirit, what should I be doing? Where should I be investing my time? What do you want me to do, God? And then do that. Yeah. It's as easy as obey. It's as easy and as hard as just obey. Just say yes, yeah. put one foot in front of the other. Don't think too far ahead. Just every day, be faithful with the capacity that's in front of you and then move on the next day. Libby Lynn here. I hope you're enjoying today's episode of Dream to Destiny. Before we jump back into part two, I wanted to let you know that my brand new book, The Revolution, which is number four in the Tales of Tarsarella series, releases this summer, July 7th, 2022. You can find all the Tales of Tarsarella books on Amazon or on my website, LibbyLynnBlog.com. The Tales of Tarsarella is about a royal family living in a fictitious nation in Europe. Meet all eight siblings of the royal fam as they navigate life in the public eye, learn the importance of guarding their hearts, and grow closer in their walk with God and each other on this unforgettable multi-book journey. You can read book one, The Coronation, for free on KDP, or you can grab an e-copy for just 99 cents. Happy reading! Yeah. So good. Amen. Love that. That's that's awesome. It's like you said, it's so simple. It's not easy. It's still challenging to walk in obedience, obviously, but it is the the blessing is on that, those steps of obedience. And so that's something that I would love to talk about next is the step of obedience that you took with your move to Nashville. And I find this super fun because I also live in Nashville. The Lord put Nashville in my heart about 10 years ago. And so I just knew that at some point I was going to be making that shift. And it's so fun being here because you talk to people and it's like everyone that's come here, it's because God told them to come here and everyone just has really fun stories with that. But um, I loved, I think I heard a little tiny bit of your story on Instagram. It sounds like the Lord just told you to move to Nashville. So tell us a little bit about that and what that looked like for you stepping out in obedience. Another really scary. Yes. (laughs) I was super comfortable living in LA. I love LA. I've always loved it. I've always dreamed of living there and I've always known I would end up in Nashville. Probably this is where I've always said I wanted to put roots down and live one day. I just didn't know when I always thought in my head, it would be because I was getting married or something in my career would take me there. And so when it happened, it was kind of odd because neither of those things were happening. But I had a friend that came into town and we spent the whole day together the night, the day before. And she just kind of planted the seed in my head about, you know, what it would look like to move to Nashville. And it was so far off my radar that I like kind of joked. I was like, I'm not moving to Nashville. I mean, that's ridiculous. I'm, there's no part of me that wants to move. I'm not even considering it. And 
I kid you not. The next morning, I think it was at like four or five in the morning. I was wide awake, could not go to sleep. And Nashville was on my heart. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like God's asking me to move to Nashville. And this is so crazy because literally a day ago, this was nowhere on my radar. (laughs) And so I woke up, it kind of freaked me out. And I prayed about it and just started reading the Bible and talking to God. And I knew, I was like, I think this is what he's asking me to do. I could not shake it. And I was like, God, this is so random. I need confirmation if this is you because, because this is so random, it makes me feel like it's not you. And (laughs) that day, three people out of the blue messaged me from Nashville. One girl I hadn't spoken to in over five years. It was so wild. Turns out her roommate was a girl that I met on an airplane earlier that summer. They lived together and I had no idea. I mean, little things like that, all arrows pointing towards Nashville. And I'm like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. And so I came out here for a month, um, shortly after I woke up that morning just to see if I liked it, feel it out. And I had so much peace about it in the first several days. And I knew that this is what I was supposed to do. Didn't know why, didn't know literally anything. I just knew I needed to obey. So yeah. I took a step out and I was like, Lord, if this is the wrong decision, just, you know, put me where I'm supposed to be because I'm doing what I think you're asking me to do. And I know that you're going to honor that. So yeah, that's so good. (laughs) Here you are. I love it. (laughs) So another thing that I've seen you discuss a little bit on Instagram um, is just a topic of friendship and community. And I think this is so important and it's something that is often overlooked, especially for like creative entrepreneurs and people who might be just on a slightly more unique path, like they're not necessarily working the typical nine to five, or they just have a slightly different, you know, calling on their life. Um, So, I mean, obviously as Christians, like who we surround ourselves with is such a big deal. It's so important, but honestly, making friends and building community can be a real challenge for a lot of people, especially if they do feel like, oh, maybe people don't understand what I'm doing, or I do this instead of like, I'm not, maybe not going to college or they're just taking a slightly different route with things. Um, What would you speak into that? Do you have any encouragement for people with building those friendships? What did it look like for you when you moved to a brand new city and hardly knew anybody? It's hard. I mean, even if you've lived somewhere for a long time, it's hard to make friends, especially at, I feel like the ages between like, right when you get out of college into your, your thirties, it's hard because you're not in school. If you're not in a work, it's like, where do you meet people? It's not easy. I think for me, what helped me pray, ask the Lord to give you friends, ask the Lord for community, seek him and where he's asking you to be and where he wants to get plugged in, whether that looks like serving at your church or going and getting involved in a Bible study. Um, you have to put yourself out there as uncomfortable as it might be for some people. It takes time. It takes effort. I think something also I learned is that you have to be patient. You can't have a best friend after one day. You might connect really (laughs) well with somebody, but some of these deep rooted, true friendships happen over time as you do life together and experience things together. And you just have to be patient through that time. And so, um, I would just encourage people to, to get out, put yourself out there. Don't be discouraged if you don't find your people in the first couple of months, because when I moved here, I thought I had it pretty figured out on who my people were going to be and what my inner circle was going to look like. And now just about a year later, that circle looks very different. And had I not, you know, gone to certain things and, you know, tried to hang out with different groups of friends, I don't think I would have figured that out. And so be open to it looking different than what you think. My best friends now are people that, um, when I met them at first, I would have never guessed, would have never guessed that we would be best friends. 
I'm so thankful yeah. that we are, but it just, it takes time. So don't mm-hmm. stop praying for it. Don't give up. Keep putting yourself out there because like any relationship, it takes effort. You have to be intentional. You have to put time and energy in because you reap what you sow. I mean, if you yeah. never, if you never reach out, if you never spend time, if you don't plan things, you have to go out of your way, unfortunately, to have friends. And so I've tried to be very intentional with my best friends to, you know, sometimes things are inconvenient, but I care and I want those friendships. I want those relationships to be fruitful. And so I I do that. Yeah, that's so good. I love it. I think like, that's just such a practical thing that oftentimes we can forget. Like, I remember being super tiny. There was like this little book that I had as a nine-year-old girl. It was like, how to make friends. And I was like, oh, this is so great. And it tells you like conversation starters and where to connect with people. And it's just, I think some of those simple things that sometimes as adults, we can forget. It's like, yeah, you're in elementary school. Again, you're in a new environment. You have to, you know, take that effort to go and connect and ask people about their lives. And so I love that. Just super simple, but Again, it's just an important part of life, just having that community and the people that God wants you to have, like you said, to pray about it and um, just trust that he has those people for you. So yeah, that's so good. So let's see, where else do we want to go? So many good topics, so many interesting things. What advice would you give to um, entrepreneurs or just creatives of any type who have, you know, they've been doing their dues. They've been maybe posting YouTube videos or, you know, being faithful, building up their online following or, um, you know, writing their book or whatever it is that God has placed on their heart to do. And they just don't feel like they're getting anywhere. Like they're just sowing the seeds, sowing the seeds and nothing's really happening. What would you say to someone who might be feeling a little discouraged in that department? Mm, I think it might be good to ask the question, what does success look like for you? What's your what's your purpose? Why, why are you creating the content? Why are you trying to be a YouTuber? And maybe a shift in that outcome might cause you to feel less discouraged. And by that, I mean, a lot of times everybody's goal is to go viral. Everybody's goal is to have a big following. Everybody's goal is to be an influencer. They want the numbers. They want the reach. They want to just be quote famous. And while there's nothing inherently wrong with that, there can be things that are wrong with that. But I think what's more important is to focus on, okay, if God's asked you to do this, why is it important how many people it reaches? If he asked you to do it, would you still do it? I had that revelation a few years ago when I felt the Lord asking me to write a book and putting a book on my heart. And I was like, I don't want to write a book because I don't think anybody's going to buy it. I was so scared. I didn't want to write the book. And I just felt the Holy Spirit gently say, I asked you to write the book. Would you still write the book if nobody bought it? Because I asked you to. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> and we get so consumed with the numbers and the outcome and it looking big so that on the outside, we look successful to other people. But none of that matters if God's asked you to do it. Because yeah. if God's asked you to do it, one, he's going to equip you with the tools to do it and to be successful with whatever that looks like for his purpose. His purpose might not be for it to reach millions of people. Yeah. His purpose might be for it to reach one person or his purpose might be just everything he's going to teach you and grow through you through the journey and the discipline of you doing whatever it is he's asked you to do. That in itself is enough and you have to believe that because you trust the Lord. And so Again, if God's asked you to do it, he's going to create a lane for you to do it. And it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing because your lane is protected. 
there are so many other YouTubers out in the world. There are so many other bloggers, people doing essentially exactly what I'm doing, right? but they can't touch my success because it's protected. God's yeah, called me so to good. a lane. That's only my lane. Nobody can take that from me. And my lane might be, I have like 2 million followers on TikTok, but it might be 2 million for the rest of my life. I might not ever grow again. And that's okay. Yeah. And if I didn't, if I had, you know, a hundred followers, it might be a hundred followers for the rest of my life. That's okay. It's protected and God provides where we are. So I think I struggled with that a lot. And I struggled with that a lot in the beginning when I didn't have the following, because that's how I was measuring success. And I really had to get honest with myself and figure out why I was doing it. And if God asked me to do it, was I going to anyway? Right. Yeah, that's so good. I love it. And again, it all comes back to obedience and that, you know, he blesses obedience. And sometimes the blessing doesn't necessarily look like what we think, but he always knows exactly what it's supposed to look like and what his purpose is. So that's really, really good. So as I mentioned earlier, it's just been so good and encouraging for me to watch you embrace your uniqueness as you share have shared different things online and just the different dreams that God has placed on your heart. And it's been really encouraging for me um, just to see it, you, you doing something outside of the box. And I just think that's really fun. And I think a lot of our listeners can relate with that. So do you have any advice for people who may feel like, you know, God's put something on their heart, like they know they're supposed to do something, but they don't maybe know how to begin or they don't feel courageous enough to actually begin doing it. What would you say to someone who's in that place? Yeah. I mean, I, I always revert to prayer. Ask God first, like yeah. ask the Lord, Hey God, you're, I feel like you're asking me to do this. Make it abundantly clear. If I, if you are, and if you're not like close that door, but if you are, would you show me a tangible next step? What is the next best step I can take to do what you're asking me to do? Ask God first. Cause he might let you know that'd be the easiest way. <laughs> Number two, look at other people in the space that are doing similar things or maybe doing what you want to do. Reach out, ask questions, have mentors, find people that you can talk to because that will help. I mean, we're meant to do life together. I don't think there's anybody ever who got where they are by themselves. And so don't be afraid to bring people along that journey, ask for help, admit that you don't know everything and like be willing to learn from people who are doing it or who are better than you. Yeah. So good. I love it. Again, super simple, but so practical. That's awesome. So before we wrap up today, I'm going to throw in one more random question just because I think this will be a fun one to answer. Obviously, everything's in the Lord's hands and you have no idea where he's taking you. But if you could daydream a little bit about the future and maybe um, some different uh, areas or dreams that you could see happening, I'd love to know what you would love to see come to pass in the future, even if it's just something random and fun. <laughs> yeah, I would love to publish a cookbook and a book at some point. Fun. I would also, I've always dreamed of hosting and producing a travel and cooking show around the world where I yes. cook different ethnic foods and use it to feed people and bring families and communities together. So that dream has been on my heart for a really long time now. And I don't know if it looks just like that or if it's yeah. in a different way through a mission trip. I really have no idea, but it's like my... <laughs> 
high in the sky. Big yes. Um, I think it'd also be fun to have some kind of smoothie shop, whether that's a single shop here in Nashville or a franchise that expands throughout the country. Um, I'm very open to whatever God's doing just because I feel like I'm, I'm along for the ride. It's been mm-hmm. so fun and I'm so grateful to do what I'm doing and just want it to, to last as long as possible. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Well, thank you again, Nicole, so much for joining us today. For those who are listening who don't know her, definitely go check out all her socials. You'll find all kinds of fun recipes and just encouragement. And um, if you've enjoyed this conversation, I know you will enjoy getting to follow her along for the rest of the adventure. for listening to this week's episode of dream to destiny if you enjoyed this episode make sure you rate and review and pass this episode on to a friend what did you think of today's episode i would love to hear from you what topics would you enjoy on future episodes do you have any special guest ideas shoot me an email and let me know Libby Lynn Author at yahoo.com that's Libby Lynn Author at yahoo.com